Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Welcome to Political Pursuits, the panel today. That's right. Once again, we are here um, joined together. I've got here in the studio, I've got um, Con Tatum with me of Common Sense with Con, as well as Lynn Woolley of, of Planet Logic Podcast. I have these brain freezes at times. I'm sorry. But anyway, we are here and just going <laughs> to kind of spend a few minutes here talking about everything that's been going on because god only knows there's never any shortage of things never a dull moment and it would seem that this has over the last days three words have kind of dominated the headlines dominated all the the talk talking heads both you know cable radio everything and those three words are the very simple defund the police when i came through here and was setting this up and thinking about um what we were going to do and what I was going to title this, I put down defunding police equals destroying civil society. I don't know. That's kind of my overall take on it. What do you guys think? Con? Well, I think that we as parents and as adults have an obligation to talk about this and let's talk about it to young people. Uh, You know, let's explain and explore the meaning of defunding police. Is that what we want to do? Do we want to revert to utter chaos in the cities and in the communities? Because if you don't have some kind of control of especially the bad guys, uh, what is the result of that? Now, those who want to defund the police, they don't tell you what they're going to do next. Uh, What are you going to do to control society? Because there will always be good guys and bad guys. The bad guys are not going to go away just because we defund the police. All right, Lynn here. You know, it's just one of those things where when you're driving down the street and you see the bubblegum machine in your rearview mirror, you don't like the police right then. But you were probably speeding or going through a light. But if somebody's breaking into your house, and you know, whether you're protected with a gun or not, you sure would like to have some backup there. So you're probably going to call 911. So what's going to happen, Luann, in Minneapolis, Minnesota? You call 911, and somebody says, Hi, may I take your order, please? Do you want fries with that? Oh, police? No, we don't have that anymore. We'll put you on the waiting list. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give us your number, and right now the waiting is about an hour and a half. You know, just like calling AT&T or something. and interestingly enough, that very question was posed to Lisa Bender, who is the president of the Minneapolis City Council over the weekend, or I guess it was yesterday. Allison Camerata, that does that early morning show, 
she said, you know, what do you do if your house is broken into into the middle in the middle of the night? It's Bender, mind you. She's a white woman, president of the Minneapolis City Council. She comes back and she says, I mean, I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors and myself too. And I know that that comes from a place of privilege. For those of us for whom the system is working, privilege, and for those of us for whom the system is working, I think we need to step back and imagine what it would feel like to already live in that reality. And then she went on to describe um, that what they're looking to do, what they're advocating, and evidently they have the votes on the city council to do this, that they are advocating a transformative new model of public safety. You know what this reminds me of? There was a black man, a very famous black man, who lived in Cambridge, and he was out of town one weekend. And he got home a little bit early and was trying to get into the house, and somebody thought he was being broken into. So the police came out and tried to stop it. Even though it was the home of a black man, they didn't realize it was he was the guy. But anyway, Barack Obama comes out and says the police acted stupidly. Actually, I think had I been him, I would say, hey, look, 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 come on. I'm the owner of this house. Let me show you my license. Here's my license. But thank you, in case it wasn't my house that I was breaking into, (laughs) thank you so much for protecting my house. Didn't that foster the beer summit? It did foster the beer summit. And then you also had Obama, who never could keep his mouth shut, but he came out and did it on national TV as opposed to Trump tweeting. But he not only said the police in Cambridge acted stupidly, he also said Trayvon Martin could have been his son. It just got to the point of being ridiculous. And have you guys, both of you, and Con, you may have a thought on this, the dumbest things that our elected officials say seem to be at times like this. Greg Abbott just said he had never seen a personal tragedy like George Floyd, as if Oklahoma City never happened, as if 9-11 never happened. Well, our... My question is, are conservative politicians caving? Are they caving to what is politically correct? Oh, yeah. Uh, a man, a black man named Shelby Steele wrote a book called White Guilt. And I think we all ought to read that book because what he's saying is we have developed and promoted this idea of white guilt. White people are guilty of all of these problems. And it's destroying our society. It's destroying the Judeo-Christian society that we call the United States of America. Now, Mark Levin last week had on Shelby Steele, very, very good black author. Also, he had on uh, Bob Woodson, who has the Woodson Center, and very, very sharp, very uh, intelligent black man. And Mr. Woodson made the statement that in America today, for every black man killed by a police officer, there is 270 black people killed by other black people. Now, you never see that on the headlines of the New York Times, but that's true. So, you know, are we so interested and so promoting of white guilt that we forget the facts of the situation. And Heather McDonald over at um, the Manhattan Institute has written some great, great pieces on that. And I'm going to put some of those up on the on the 
political pursuits podcast um, I'm gonna put up that put on the Facebook page so that um, it's a lot of numbers to go through but I think Heather's a great read and you guys may find that of interest but those two I've seen multiple interviews with them as well Woodson and and with Shelby Steele and I've been a Shelby Steele fan for many many years and it's kind of made me a little sad too wouldn't you love to know what Thomas Sowell would be thinking well about you know this I w- stuff? that was right in the top of my mind why did Thomas Sowell have to retire yeah because he's well- and He's I'll, such a great writer, but we yes. still have Walter Williams. He's yes. still writing. Yes. And we still have the guy that I think has risen to the top of the conservative black American contingent in America, and that would be Larry Elder. Yes, I, I was yes. I was going to bring him up if you if you didn't. I agree that, yeah, he definitely is an important voice. And he's out in California. Yep. Well, if there's anything out there that gives me a hope for the future of America, it is the fact that there is a growing number of black conservatives, black people who are now waking up to what the value of America is and the value of truth. And I so appreciate those black people, black, brown, green, or purple, whatever, but uh, they're standing up, they're not standing idly by, and the old saying, silence is consent, well, that is very, very true in politics. If you don't stand up for something, then you must be agreeing with it. So the old country music song, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. That's very, very true. Um, as we've been talking here, Minneapolis. Here we've talked about, we've watched it burn. We've watched you know, all the awful violence and everything go on there. Miranda Devine, she is a columnist for the New York Post. I love to read her. She had a great column this uh, over the last couple of days, so it's entitled "Oh, Grow Up, Mayor Fry," because it, she calls him the man boy mayor, and um, I mean he makes Pete Buttigieg look rather mainstream. Yeah, but anyway, she goes on and she talks about how Fry and his ilk—they need to stop obsessing about themselves and their white guilt, and take a look and try to better understand Minneapolis' unique policies. Because, and this is something that I thought in the very beginning of this, I was surprised actually to find out that George Floyd was an, a, a, an American black. I thought he was going to be Somalian. Because Minneapolis is home to our country's largest Somali refugee population, Ilhan Omar, case in point. And that she says that more than half of that community lives in poverty and is plagued by gang warfare. And she said that there, that Somali mothers in some of these areas, and I mean, I can remember reading several years ago about there starting to be no-go zones. And I mean, there have been some open street riots. There have been um, some of these Somali refugee gangs that have been targeting tourists and people downtown as they go to the Twins game because that stadium's right down there downtown. And anyway, she goes on and she says that Somali mothers have been begging their city leaders to not build more malls because they say every time you build a shopping mall that becomes a a haven a target where people show up pardon the pun minneapolis um where these gang these kids who form these gangs they all hang out at these at these um malls and she's like you know you got they've got to keep providing safe havens for them do you remember how and why so many somali people live in Minnesota. Barack Obama, when he was president, 
brought entire villages from Somalia and put them in Minnesota. Do you remember that? Do you remember that Barack Obama converted NASA from a space program to a Muslim outreach program? I'll remember that. Most Americans don't, but that happened. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. If you liked Barack Obama and you liked the eight years under which he fulfilled his promise to transform America, remember bathing the White House in gay lights and and, uh, remember the apology tour and remember Obama kneeling before the the, uh, Muslim sheiks and sheikhs, uh, remember all of those things. Um, uh, America is not a Christian nation, and so on and so forth. He literally transformed this country. And what I'm afraid That's what of, he said he wanted to do. We have a guy running for president of the United States on the Democrat ticket that is senile. Let's just face it. He's not playing with 52 cards. He doesn't have both oars in the water. His Elevator doesn't quite reach the top. Have I left anything out? <laughs> yeah, let's see. Um, he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. There you go. And yeah, and, and he's, yeah, the, something about the light bulbs. <laughs> think that there's going to be a shadow government and that it could be headed up by Barack Obama? I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but if Barack Obama becomes president, he's not going to make any decisions. Somebody that's not Biden is going to be calling the shots. Correct. Somebody. I don't know who that is. Could it be Obama? Very well could be. He could move. Valerie Jarrett back into the White House, or well, it could be somebody else. I'll guarantee you if Joe Biden picks a black woman to be vice president, he will very likely pick a black uh, Islamic woman. And if so, I'll guarantee you Joe Biden better increase his life insurance because he's going to develop suicidal tendencies real quick. Well, you know, Minneapolis. It, it probably is good in a way that this is where they want to be the first people to go and take on this ridiculous action. So let's see how well it works for them. Because just in the couple of weeks after George Floyd was killed, 19 people were shot. And yeah, the peaceful protesters now yeah, have, yeah. have uh, done in 19 people, counting well, George well, Floyd. That's, that's an even 20. No, these were all other just, this was business as usual. Oh, well, the protests have had 19. Yeah. Uh, what did Chicago have last weekend? Oh, uh, 30-something, I think it was. I saw a number on that. I mean, and that's just their... 24 hours. Yeah, and, you know, it gets, it, I think the, the name of this organization is, is in error. It should be Some Black Lives Matter. George Floyd's life apparently mattered. Uh, Eric Garner's and a few other people, and, and, and in both of those cases, the police were in the wrong, and, and there should have been charges filed against them. But the people that get killed in Chicago every weekend are mostly black. Their lives don't matter. What about the people who are aborted all the time? That's what Diamond the, and Silk were saying today well, on Newsmax. The greatest number of abortions in America is within the black community. The Hispanics don't agree with it that much. Right. But the blacks do, and the whites certainly do, but there's more black babies. We'd have a tremendous number of people to take a lot of the jobs that immigrants are filling if we weren't aborting them. And and I might, just to get out of the racial thing for just a moment, talk about immigration for just 10 seconds here. Do the lives of people matter when they're killed by illegal immigrants? Those people's lives don't matter. You know Jenny Garcia's story. We've told that. I put it up again on WB Daily this week. And Amber Rice, who was run over by Juan Molina, uh, mm-hmm. who was a drunk Mexican national. Yeah, you know our... the worst thing that happened to him? He got sent back to Mexico. 
and David Diaz Morales. I don't know whatever happened to him. He'd already been deported once when he killed Jenny Garcia. There's never been a march for those people. And what about Tony Tempa? Tony Tempa was a white guy, 2017, I think it was. In Dallas, the police put their foot on it or knee on his neck, just like they did with George Floyd. And he said, I, you're killing me. Instead of I can't breathe, he said, you're killing me, you're killing me, you're killing me. And they never took it off, and they laughed, and they made fun of it, and nobody marched in the streets. Tony Tempa was white. So we, we've got to come to some kind of a conclusion on whether life matters and not just black lives and get rid of this idea that if you say all lives matter, you're a racist. Well, and two, we need to recognize the problem that we're faced with today. Uh, now, I and most of us here are very pro-police officers. We have to have policemen. But I think it is time, and it has been for the last 20 years, for police officers to wake up and clean their own house. Amen. Now, you have some officers that don't have any business wearing a gun and a badge. Uh, they they want to hurt people. They, they have a, an ego problem or a mental problem, whatever you want to call it. Now, that's not 100% of our police officers. That may be 2 or 3%. But whatever percent it is, why don't the other guys clean their house? Get them gone. You know, they, they don't have any business wearing a gun and a badge because they wake up scared to death every morning, and, and we promote that by saying, well, they lay their life on the line for you every day. Are we promoting fear in police officers, and is that why some of them react or overreact like they do? Number one, let's clean the house. Policemen should clean their own house. If there's a rotten apple in the barrel, get rid of the rotten apple. Don't throw away the barrel. And that's where I keep coming back. I find it difficult to just mindlessly buy in this systemic racism. Racism absolutely exists, but you put systemic in front of it, well, it's, it's, and it's, that, that's too much, that goes over the top. It, However, I do believe in systemic cronyism. And to your point, Con, when we're talking about cleaning the house, that house, part of what needs to be cleaned is that authority structure and the whole way in which it's organized with the police unions, with the police associations as we have here in Texas, because those people are part of the problem. And we see that up there in Minneapolis. That cop had, what, like 18 prior complaints on him? Yeah. And if he had dodged every one of those, you think he wasn't an arrogant SOB that thought he was above any of the rules, any laws, because he had gotten by with it well, for so long. Let me tell you something I've known for a long time, and this comes from having worked the county beat in Dallas for a long time. Prosecutors are there to prosecute. Prosecutors are there. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Ah. 
Feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. There to get a conviction. They're not there for justice. They're there to get a conviction. Numbers. It, it does not help their resume if they let somebody off. They're there to, to prosecute and get a conviction. The police union is not there to make sure that policing is fair. They're there to take the side of policemen, whether they're crooked, whether they're murderers, whether they're liars. The police union exists for the same reason that the teachers union exists for. They don't weed out bad teachers. They protect bad teachers. And the police unions protect bad policemen. Because they're keeping up their numbers. They're keeping up their their membership rosters. They're dues-paying membership rosters. Yes. Well, and, and the brotherhood of the badge mentality outweighs truth and justice and we have got to correct that someone said once i can't quote his name said when authority is unquestioned freedom is lost so we have to question authority and i believe we have to question police authority but also our political leaders uh Sometimes we have to question their authority. Now, I'm not talking about the their president. Judgment. I'm talking about the county commissioner or the uh, city council member or the school board member. We had better learn to question what their motivation is and where they're taking us. All right, you bring up something near and dear to my heart. We just brought in a brand new school superintendent for the Belton Independent School District. Now, if you're listening in France or something, uh, where we're sitting, Belton School District is a, is a district over. It's uh, probably got about 12,000 students, and it's got a new high school coming open, so it's a decent-sized district. This first communication that I know of in the local papers from this new superintendent is that we have got to increase our diversity education in the Belton Independent School District. He wants to get those kids in school and teach them about diversity. Does anybody here agree with me that diversity is part of the problem? I mean, diversity just is. I don't have an objection to diversity, but teaching it is ridiculous. What we need to teach is unity. We already have diversity. We have all kinds of different people, all kinds of customs, all kinds of cultures, and all kinds of skin colors, all kinds of of opinions. What we need is a way to instill character in kids in school, to teach them citizenship, character, civics, life lessons, finance, how to take care of themselves, what to do if you get pregnant, and what to do if you cause the pregnancy, if you're a guy, personal responsibility, and rebuild the American family, and build us back into a nation united, and that's not what diversity does. Diversity separates, diversity divides, diversity creates grudges and grievances, and this guy needs to go. I I can't stress that enough. And I put it on my Facebook over and over and over. We got to get rid of this guy and any other school superintendent or NFL commissioner or quarterback for the New Orleans Saints or governor of the state of Texas. That gives us the pure, unadulterated crap that we're getting from them right now. How about corporate leaderships? I've been deleting left and right different email streams I get from corporations. Every time I turn on my TV up here, the first thing I see is from Amazon, we support the black community. 
I was so mad the other night when I got one from Ann Taylor. I mean, Ann Taylor is a kind of upscale ladies' clothing line. They've got stores. They have stuff online. Oh, I got this PC piece from them about how we, you know, and a lot of times, too, what these companies are doing, Uber was the same way. They come in there, and they also, not only are they supporting it, but they're putting their money where their mouth is, and they're giving Black Lives Matter. I sent, my, I sent them a response, and this has gone to others, too. And I said, many of us have long decried racism, like for a lifetime. Not sure what bigoted rock your company and its employees have been living under. Lots of American companies need business today. I look forward to patronizing those that seem less racially challenged and more comfortable with the concepts of natural equality as well as independent thinking. May you one day recognize candid, not contrived, soundbite reality. Your statement on our country's racial status smacks of trendiness over sincerity. But in the meantime, welcome to the Me Too movement. Yeah, and I just wonder if a thousand people showed up at the next Belton School District with signs out front for their next Board of Trustees meetings that said things like, diversity divides, unity unites. All right, get rid of this idiot that they've elected. Could we get rid of him? Because I guarantee you, if a school superintendent and there's no more liberal field than education. It is, it is where all this started in the first place. If anybody came into town and said anything in favor of Donald Trump, from a superintendent's standpoint, there would be calls for that person to be fired. Why can't we let our voices be heard? Well, now I have to apologize for getting Lynn's blood pressure up. I just <laughs> checked it. I think it's 97 over 62 plus 600. Uh, but, but I agree with him. We don't need to concentrate on diversity and multiculturalism. You hear that over and over and over. So what does that, what does that do to the American society, this Judeo-Christian society that we live in that has made America the strongest, greatest nation in the history of the, of the world? Now we want multiculturalism. We want to destroy our American culture by mixing it with every other culture in the world, all right, what is the goal? To destroy the American culture? Is that the goal that we're after? And if we allow the school superintendents, the school boards, to concentrate not on teaching math and science and stuff like that, but concentrate on multiculturalism and diversity, what are we doing to our children? What did Adolf Hitler say in the 1930s? He said, give me the youth of a nation and I will give you the nation. Is that what we're doing? Are we hiring school superintendents that we are, and we are giving them our youth? What is our goal? What do we want to do with this country? You're right about that. We have got to teach, I believe, America training. Not diversity training, but unity training. How do we get together? Could we not teach people in our schools, our, our six-year-olds in the first grade or whatever, on up to our 18-year-olds and then on beyond in college, that a human being uh, that, that is uh, born intact has uh, ten fingers and ten toes, two arms, two legs, two eyes, one brain, hopefully, that we all have red blood coursing through our veins, that we are together on this planet. We've come to this country because this country is exceptional and because it promotes freedom. And can we not teach kids about the opportunities 
in the last 30 to 40 years that have been literally showered on people of color? Can we talk about what we've done to help people of color that has not helped people of color, namely all the welfare and all the enabling that has allowed the the black family to completely dissolve in some parts of the country, namely South Chicago and South Dallas and some others, East Austin. We've got to teach unity how to bring us all back together as Americans under two things, under God and under the United States flag. And this is why I don't know that I will ever watch another NFL game. I'm done with it. I put it over there in that Ann Taylor category, Well, and it's it's like the whole diversity, that concept of diversity, it has the subset of identity politics. And every time you go down there and you look at race, you look at at gender, you look at sexual orientation, you look at uh, religion, you look at nationality, ethnicity, all of those things, all of those things are having, are giving people boxes to check that they belong to. And every time you do that, it's click, click, the division just goes more and more and more. And also you have with those people then, I mean, the schools love competition, except when it comes to teachers having to compete with, you know, being effective in their own right. But you get a competition between those groups because they're all looking to get the best deal from government. And government is looking at each of those individual groups pandering to them. And unfortunately, it seems like all of this movement is just going to foment more of that. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Well, you remember now one of the goals of the Communist Party to take over the United States was to get our population so interested in sex and sports that we don't pay attention to politics. Well, we're there. We're there right now, folks. So uh, are we allowing the Communist Party to achieve the goals that they set? Uh, why don't we wake up and pay attention to the road we're traveling and where it's, what the destination is? Uh, this road that we're traveling may end in converting America from a capitalist nation to a communist nation. Is that what we want? It's not what I want. You know, and I live here. I don't want to live in a communist country. If I did, hell, I'd move to Venezuela or North Korea. I like America just like it is. And I don't want to convert it to the communist uh, nation that some people want. Well, you talk about, uh, Luann did a moment ago, systemic racism. Systemic racism, I would think, this is just me, and uh, Luann will call me down if I'm wrong, but I think that systemic racism is when your laws and your your basic uh, founding documents uh, are are incorporating racism. And I don't know of anything in our laws right now that say anybody can discriminate against anybody else on the basis of and list all those things you listed a moment ago, race, creed, gender, all those things. Um, It does seem to me like there's some logical exceptions. I mean, if I'm a movie director 
and I'm casting the part of Martin Luther King Jr. in an auto in a, a biopic, I'm going to choose a black guy. Uh, if I'm a doctor or a scientist and I'm trying to cure sickle cell anemia, then I'm going to examine the blood of black people because that's who gets the disease. There are some things that just are, and we can't change it and make everybody equal, and everybody not being equal is what makes life interesting. I mean, some, some of us have the ability to lift ourselves up, and that's what America's all about. It's the American dream. Go out there. The opportunity is there. I would say that the biggest discriminatory thing that is codified in our legal system are hate crimes because that type of legislation says that if when George Floyd got killed because a police officer put his boot on his neck and held it there or his knee on his neck and held it there and if that same officer or a different officer does that to me and I die that it's not quite the same apples to oranges conviction or prosecution. And let me throw one other thing out. Anybody at this table 100% sure that the George Floyd killing was race-based? No. Is anybody here 100% sure? So let's just say the officer whose name's Chauvin or something like that. Uh, If the officer, everything was the same, except George Floyd had been white. I see he was a big, burly white guy with two drugs in his system, coronavirus positive, had just passed a counterfeit $20 bill, and you don't know at this point whether he knew it or not. Somebody could have passed it to him. And the guy didn't want to be arrested. And the cop was a sort of a smarty pants, like some of these cops are, these bad ones that we're talking about. Would he have put his knee on the neck? And I maintain the chances of that happening are probably in excess of 99%. Well, we need to wake up and face reality, folks. So many laws passed, like the hate crimes legislation. That is nothing more than feel-good legislation. And we keep electing uh, congressmen and senators that go to Washington, D.C., and they propose and pass some feel-good legislation that does more harm than good. Why are we sending them back up there? If they can't pass some meaningful, positive legislation, they need to go home and, and go to work at, at uh, in the garden or something. I don't know if you saw you guys saw my column about John Carter. It had something to do with he needs to go, and this will be the last time I ever vote for him. I can't think of an accomplishment he's ever made. But you're right. Uh, I think it's worse, Con, when Republicans go up there and pander to this. And right now, for whatever reason or however they've done it, and I admire their tactics and think that we may have to adopt some of these, not the brick throwing and the destruction, but the idea that if you don't agree with us, uh, we're, we're going to make your business suffer and things like that. But we send these Republicans to Austin or to Washington, and before long, they seem to be acting like Democrats. Exhibit A, Mitt Romney. Yeah. All right, so Romney's out marching with these people. The people are in turn throwing bricks through windows, turning over cars, burning cars, stealing merchandise. And Mitt Romney, by his association, is condoning that. And, uh, yeah, he's not going to vote for Trump. George W. Bush is supposedly not going to vote for Trump. 
And I'm rather embarrassed right now that I ever voted for Romney. I'm embarrassed that I voted for John Carter, who's worthless. I'm embarrassed that I, right now I'm a little embarrassed that I voted for Greg Abbott, and I've always loved him, but he's he's been an idiot this week. Just quickly, um, after that that report came out over the weekend that Bush said he wasn't going to vote for Trump, one of his spokespeople has since issued another statement saying that that was completely untrue. So uh, we'll see. Is it that it was a, it, the report was not sourced, or was it because I don't I haven't heard Bush deny that he's not right. Bush will vote, vote for Biden. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. That's my opinion. Am I still allowed? Here you are. Oh, okay. Here you are. Well, I'll tell you, we need to wind this little segment down. But what I think will be interesting to watch in these upcoming months is that, yeah, we've got all this stuff. There's a group of Black Lives Matter meeting with the Detroit City Council this afternoon. They've got a list of 11 demands that I'll post up on the the Facebook page. But do we really think that these city councils, they're giving lip service to this now. But let's remember how powerful those police unions are, those big public sector union uh, pension funds that they can't allow to go by the wayside. And so I think this is just a lot of political theater. But when these Black Lives Matter and all the little Me Too Mm -hmm. protesters that were downtown in our community as well as every other's actually wise up two quick points and you mentioned detroit 1967 detroit had race riots they sent in federal troops federal troops have been used more than 12 times or maybe it's by 12 different presidents uh, to, to, to 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 bring the peace and number two the fact that the only major well the largest major political voice in america for controlling these streets for forcing the protests to be peaceful, as they're supposed to be under the Constitution, has been Donald Trump. And I think there is a vast, silent majority, if I can say that, borrow that from Jerry Falwell, a vast, silent majority that's taking note of this. The one guy that wanted to save these storefronts, the one guy that wanted to prevent the violence was Donald Trump. And it was the left-wing mayors and the left-wing governors that stopped him. Who do you think those people are going to vote for? Well, I would just like to say that I hope that the purpose of this podcast that we're doing right now, if we say a few words that will wake up the general public, then we have accomplished our goal. I would like to be able to know that we have said something that planted a seed for thought in your mind that grew into an oak tree. Uh, it didn't grow into a mesquite bush or a prickly pear. It grew into something productive like a live oak tree. At any rate, uh, we also, I would hope, can say something that will cause you to go talk to your friends and your neighbors and your kinfolks and wake them up to the importance of voting November the 6th and voting for the right politicians. I don't propose to tell you how to vote. But wake up, folks, to the dangers that we face in November the 6th. And we have. 
Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now, only at BJ's. Better get a serious look at this and uh, know how to vote, teach your kids how to vote, teach your kinfolks how to vote, and your next-door neighbor how to vote. It's not enough for us to remain silent and grunt and groan about the awful things that are happening. We have got to get out there and get involved and, and vote and know what you're voting for. But as far as the police, disbanding the police, etc., I think we ought to disband the police union. You know, you think about the Teamsters, uh, Jimmy Hoffa, they never have found his body. Uh, now, look at some of the unions, I guess, have merit. I don't know. Uh, I never have met one. But uh, we're allowing unions to come into our police, our school teachers, etc., and control our school teachers and control our police. What are we doing, folks? Uh, the, the way to get the rotten apple out of the barrel, the first thing to do is remove the unions because that is one of the rotten apples in the barrel. And with that, I think we'll go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, <clears throat> I found very interesting watching all the all of the protests and everything going on and thinking how just a couple of weeks ago we were here arresting hairdressers and people that own bars and so let's talk a little bit when we come back about the the virus this is political pursuits the panel will be right back there are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases wash your hands Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters, Political Pursuits, the panel. I'm here today with Con Tatum, Common Sense with Con, as well as Lynn Woolley from Planet Logic Podcast. 
And so we've been talking a lot about this whole defund the police and all that kind of stuff. But what I've also found interesting in watching the all of the aftermath of the George Floyd murder and all the protests, the riots, the mass gatherings that have fun, have, have spawned from this. And certainly that's a whole lot. Uh, the whole tone is very different in our streets as well as when it comes to our elected officials in how they are embracing what's going on in the streets now. But two weeks ago, three weeks ago, oh, those evil people up in Michigan that just wanted to be able to go back to work and they were protesting at the Capitol. How dare they? And they weren't wearing masks and they weren't socially distancing themselves. We've had the the same thing going on here. There's still some communities that are fighting people getting to go to their churches and, and gather. And so anyway... Um, here just over the last few days, the North Carolina governor, what's his name? Um, I can't think of it. Rogers, maybe, um, no, Cooper, Governor Cooper, Roy Cooper. Uh, he basically told the Republicans that, no, we don't know what we're going to allow you to do or not do at your convention that's going to be coming up. And so they pulled the plug there and they're going to go find another environment, another locale that seems to be a bit more hospitable. But I really got a kick out of this because the governor, he also is now, he's in the phase two reopening of, of um, letting people and businesses come out and, and do things. And part of the phase two reopening that he's instituted has said that public gatherings have to be limited to, peep, to only 25 people at places like stadiums and racetracks. Now, mind you, this governor has no problems with all the people in their streets that are protesting, but here he's saying to businesses, oh, no, and 25 people at the racetrack, I wouldn't even think, I would think that the, the drivers and their crews would constitute more than 25 people. But anyway, there is a... Um, track a speedway which is in Alamance County there in um in North Carolina and so they just kind of thought you know we want to have our race here and we can't work with this 25 number so they had a sign posted outside their track before the races on Saturday and it said and I quote this event is held in peaceful protest of injustice and inequality everywhere they turned their race into a protest. So what can the governor say? I love well, innovation. I love creativity. Know, I, I've always said I love it when liberal logic runs into liberal logic. And it just it's like the irresistible force and the and the immovable object. They just cancel each other out. And it, it's one of those crazy things. Now Trump moving out of North Carolina, it it it, it uh, it's so interesting. Trump just wants to, he wants to have the convention, you know, just let it, let it go like it is. And I just wonder, what would happen if we kept quarantining people and socially distancing people, but we did it with people who were ill, people who were running a fever, people who were exhibiting the hacking coughs or, the, or, uh, or difficulty in breathing and things like that, but people who aren't exhibiting those things can go on working. Maybe we could halt the spread of coronavirus without destroying the nation. 
Isn't that kind of what we do naturally within our society? Well, yes. <laughs> well, what I want to know is, are we going to uh, require the Black Lives Matter group to limit their uh, uh, crowds to 25 people? Uh, I think the last time I looked at the news, it wasn't 25. It was maybe 25,000 or something. So, uh, in, in other words, what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. Uh, why why don't why do we have unequal uh, rulings for different groups? Why is it you can't go to a sports stadium with more than twenty five people, but Black Lives Matter can go burn the town down with twenty five thousand? You know, guys, I get the feeling. Uh, just thinking of a song that the late great Jerry Reed wrote. It was called "A Thing Called Love." And it was just, basically it was about love. It can build you up. It can bring you down. And all of the world ain't nothing ever been found that's greater than love. And I thought that was true when he wrote it. But political correctness now is the most powerful force on earth. You cannot go, if you're in the Democrat Party, you can not say anything that is not part of the current narrative. You cannot go against the current narrative. If you do, your career as a politician in the Democrat Party is over. Political correctness has become and has replaced love as the most powerful force in the world. And I was have always been kind of hopeful in giving credit to Walmart as being one of those corporations that maybe has held out a little better. But, oh, my God, in the last few one thing, John texted me the other day, Saturday, I guess it was, he was at one of our local Walmarts, and he said, I have heard we are the world four times while I'm in here. They weren't playing it back to back, but they kept looping it through <laughs> all too regularly. Well, Home Depot might not disappoint you. Yes, that's, this is Hobby true. Hobby Lobby might or might not, we don't right. know. Uh, right. Interstate batteries is conservative, mm -hmm. but you know you've got a problem here. When I can name off the conservative co uh, companies, and you can count them on one hand. Well, and Walmart, too, is in the doghouse as far as I'm concerned because um, the movie that Adam Carolla and Dennis Prager did about no safe spaces on, on college campuses, we actually went to a theater down in Round Rock. You had to look for it, but we actually went and saw it in a theater down in Round Rock. Great, great movie. It's out on DVD now. Walmart's decided they're not going to carry it. And that just is galling. Well, what <clears throat> what have we allowed the left to weaponize in this country? They have weaponized fear. They have weaponized racism. They have weaponized a lot of things that were normal in this country for the first 200 and some odd years. Uh, and I don't promote racism or anything else, but, but let's not weaponize the word racism to the fact, to the point that we're we're going to destroy our society, uh, they're promoting fear of all kinds of things. Uh, what are we not afraid of all of a sudden, or do we just live in fear, fear of violating political correctness, uh, violating multiculturalism, violating the uh, the fear of communist and communism? Uh, you know what are we uh, what are we so afraid of everything you know I think 
as Rush Limbaugh is is ill, and he's still great when he's on. He's not on as much as he was because of his chemo. I still listen to him religiously because he's not going to be here much longer. But I have taken to watching Tucker Carlson, and I am Tucker's maybe biggest fan. I don't know, maybe the biggest fan ever. His monologues are absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The other day he said the two sides in this current situation that we have, one side has a stake in society, has bought into it, has opened businesses, or has a job, has a career, and is fighting to preserve it. The other side has not bought in to our society, to the American dream. They do not have a stake in it, and they seek to destroy it. It's what we used to talk about, those that are pushing the wagon, and those are sitting in the wagon. But those these are, people well, want to destroy the wagon. Right. Exactly. Well, what do they have a stake in? They have a stake in destroying the United States of America, which is the greatest, freest country in the history of the dead blame world. So, you know, but how many of us Americans are buying into this? Uh, you know, the the idea of fear of America, fear of white males, fear of Christian white males. Are we buying into this? When are we when are we the people going to stand up and say enough is enough? Wait just a damn minute. I'm not afraid of white Christian males. I am one of them and I'm with them and I'm going to stand with them. I'm going to stand for something. I'm not going to fall for everything. So I think I think that for as much turmoil and chaos it seems as though is going on in our world right now i am hopeful that we are going to emerge from this with some new re- realizations when you're talking about weaponizing things we've weaponized this stupid virus it's been weaponized yeah. except yeah. i have saturday june 20th marked on my calendar is a day i'm looking real forward to and on that day i want to go through and start really doing a deep dive on some of these numbers i want to know if in minneapolis I want to know if in Detroit, I want to know if in D.C., L.A., New York, I want to know what the uptick is of those numbers. Because in the same way that we've always, you know, here on the right, we've talked about over the years that scientists have weaponized the whole global warming, you know, discussion, and that they they have bastardized science, scientific data in order to come up with their outcomes. We may just have a giant example of that happening with this virus and what that would show in terms of our governmental officials what it would show in terms of our public health officials and I keep coming back and I'll throw this every time it brings up don't think that any deep state is just relegated to the state department the FBI and justice and all that there's as much deep state there in these other agencies like the public health people as anywhere else and whose interest are they really mining? I'm not for sure it's ours. And so I think as all of this becomes evident that, I mean, the, ho- the hopeful side of me says it's going to help Trump, but I think it could be a real awakening for people. Let me ask Khan a question because it's his turn to talk. So I'm going to ask you a question. Trump is president, and we have shut down the economy because of coronavirus. Had Hillary Clinton been elected, 
would we have shut the country down for coronavirus? We wouldn't have a country to shut down. <laughs> Hillary Clinton would have already destroyed it, much like Barack Obama tried to do and almost did. Uh, no, we wouldn't have a country to destroy. But another problem I have got is we are weaponizing think tanks at universities. All this fear of coronavirus, all of these fears, how many of them come from a think tank, a group think situation at some university somewhere at, that has been proven wrong shortly later, but when they come out with the, uh, well, some of the polls that you see, oh, the 90% of the people hate Donald Trump uh, because the poll indicates that. No, we're weaponizing polls. That's how we influence people to vote against Donald Trump. The poll says 90% of the people hate him. Well, is the poll right? No. We have weaponized polling. Whatever happened to truth? Uh, they manipulate those figures, and we are stupid enough to fall for it. Four years ago, three years ago, three and a half years ago, I was, I was not as big on Donald Trump. I was mad at him. He had done some things I didn't like. He accused Ted Cruz's father of being complicit in the John Kennedy assassination. I thought, this is asinine. I, I, this guy's crazy. I don't want him to be president of the United States. It got down to him or Hillary Clinton. Of course, I voted several times for Trump, uh, all by mail, by the way. And um, <laughs> here we are three and a half years later, and I'll be damned. Pretty good president. Maybe I don't agree with the, 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 the tweet storms that come out all the time and wish he could be a little bit more presidential. But my gosh, he rebuilt this country after Barack Obama tore it down. He brought us the greatest economy we've ever had. If black people on the streets would use their brains, they would understand that Trump improved employment and the lot of the lives of black and brown Americans to the extent that they were in better condition than they had ever been in the history of this country. And Trump did not bring coronavirus in. That was the bat soup guy over in China that did that. How they could possibly vote for uh, somebody like Joe Biden, who, who is mentally impaired, is beyond me. But it goes beyond Joe Biden. Uh, what if Kamala Harris happened to be the nominee? Or what if it had been Pete Buttigieg? It'd all be the same thing. These people all are, are affixed to, to identity politics, to global warming, which is a way to redistribute money from rich countries like America to poor countries. That's what that's all about. It's all about redistribution of money. They're all, all the Democrats are into this whole uh, uh, retribution for slavery or compensation for slavery. Reparations is the word I'm looking for. And after what we've seen in the streets, I wouldn't vote for that in, under any kind of a circumstance. If we want to make America great again, do we want to vote for the guy who, who has aligned himself with the president who essentially took America down several pegs or let Donald Trump build it back up? It looks like we've got a V-shape or at least a, at least a, a slopey V-shape recovery right now. I put all my money that I'd take. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. 
Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide? You can order a sample of each. And check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now, only at BJ's. Taken out of stocks back in this week. So let's see what happens. But I think there's a vast Trump majority out there. And if they went to the polls in 2016, I think it's going to be stronger this time. Well, I agree. And I think uh, the majority of the American people have sense enough to look at how much good has Trump done, how much bad has he done. My first business partner, way back in the dark ages, we got into a business deal. And he said, Con, I'm going to get two-thirds of the profit, and you're going to get a third. And I, he said, uh, that's because, at any rate, the cause doesn't matter. He said, let me tell you something you remember the rest of your life. You're better off with part of something than all of nothing. His name was J.D. Moody in Navasota, Texas. He quit school in the ninth grade so he could deliver newspapers on horseback in Navasota. He died a multimillionaire. He was a very, very smart man, and I'll never forget him saying, part of something is better than all of nothing. So when it comes to Donald Trump, I disagree with some of his tra- tweets and some of the things he's done, all of about 3 or 4 or 5% of them. But I am not willing to abandon 95% of the good because of the 5% I don't agree with. No, thank you. I'm going to keep the 95%. And I'll ask Lou Ann a question because I think this is interesting. We, we've seen a barrage of never, never Trumpers from the Republican side come out, assuming George Bush is one of them, George W. Bush. And I suspect that he's not going to vote for Trump. We know that Romney is not going to vote for Trump. Mad Dog Mattis, who has now become part of the resistance, uh, is not going to vote for Trump. And I'm embarrassed that I ever liked a guy in the first place. The effect of this. I don't like to be told what to do. I'm not going to kneel because Colin Kaepernick kneeled. I'm not going to not vote for Trump because of George W. Bush or Mad Dog Mattis or anybody else, and I don't think the American people are that way either. And who are they going to vote for? Well, it's it's just two guys out there. What effect will this have? I think that two sides to it. Number one, what you were saying about the people who have benefited under the Trump administration— and even, I don't understand all this that, oh, he's handling all this stuff so horribly. Those are the polls that I really question. What in the hell do they think he was supposed to do? And, and, and I think that everything he's talking about, okay, we got to get things back going. We got we to gotta charge forward. We can't sit here and 
keep our masks on and huddle in our houses. You know, everything that that drive that he is putting forth has been what's made him appealing to begin with. So I think there is that silent majority. And as I said to y'all before, if you were hesitant to speak up in 2016, are you really thinking that 2020 is a better, better climate for you to speak up to? No. But the other side, I think about those young people that we saw in our own downtown uh, this past Friday night. I find it real difficult, no matter how angry they are and how injustice, how much injustice they feel has been put upon them, I really find it difficult to see them really embracing, which includes even going to a poll and voting for Joe Biden. Well, they certainly didn't look like Joe Biden people to me. And but I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. Remember, Luann and Con, there was, a, I guess it was the guy with the New York Times or somebody, a 95% chance that Hillary Clinton was going to win in 2016. Except some uh, kind of somewhat obscure New York college, like King's College or something like that. Yeah, and I think he's come out with similar numbers this time. Well, but was that truth or was it propaganda? You know, why do people say things like that? He, he didn't back, he wasn't right. He didn't back it up. So is that trying to influence the vote of the American people? Of course it was. You know, and we're seeing liberals do that. You know, he was trying to scare everybody half to death and make them vote for Hillary. Uh, so when are we, the American voters, going to wake up to what is real and what is propaganda? In Russia, they called it perestroika. Well, did they bring it over here? Uh, I, I don't know. But there's some, whatever happened to truth? But if we don't have a big uptick in these virus numbers after all of these protests, I think that's going to be something that tips off the because American public that they have been duped on that. That, and the boy, left, that the left shut it down, not for health reasons, but for Trump yes, reasons. Yes, and so yeah. let's get those rallies you scheduled. You know, I just, um, somebody, somebody put something on my timeline, and I thought it was really amazing. And so I grabbed it uh, off of Facebook and posted it uh, again, or I saw it on somebody else's timeline. Now it's on mine. It was an old video of Ted Cruz interviewing a Hillary Clinton supporter, a dyed-in-the-wool Hillary Clinton supporter that happened to be an academic who does studies on social media. And he said, uh, and Cruz made him say several times, you voted for Hillary Clinton? He said, oh, very much voted for Hillary Clinton. He said, all right, now, what, what would, did your research show about Google and Facebook? He said it showed that they have the ability to influence as many as few as 2,500,000 votes and as many as 15 million votes by sending out reminders to vote, please exercise your right to vote, but they only send them to Democrats. But I also would say that Republicans, we're more motivated. We've got more of that drive, that personal responsibility. We don't have to be spoon-fed you know, or a trail of breadcrumbs leading us to the mm -hmm. polls. And in fact, Selena Zito... She kind of got on my radar back during 2016. I think Rush used to talk about her. She's a columnist. I read her in the New York Post. I'm not sure exactly where her, her home paper might be. But she does a lot of writing about Pennsylvania. And she basically kind of called that Pennsylvania would be, was real Trump territory back in 2016. 
and she says that now you go drive through rural Pennsylvania, there's more Trump signs out there now than there were even in 2016. Well, we have to ask the question, uh, the liberal Democrats, the news media, etc., they hate Donald Trump so bad they're willing to destroy America in order to defeat Donald Trump. What kind of hatred, what degree of hatred is that? And how do you explain that degree of hatred? I've never hated anything. You know, I don't like a rattlesnake, but I don't hate that rattlesnake to the point that I would destroy my whole house, land, everything else because of that one. But there are people that hate Donald Trump so bad they will gladly destroy the United States of America in order to defeat Donald Trump. What kind of mentality is that? Who, are, who, are, who is leading our society? Con, what worries me is that as much as I voted for Trump with trepidation, certainly it was an anti-Hillary Clinton vote that I cast, and more than a positive Trump vote. This time it will be a positive Trump vote. My grandson Tyler said to me the other day, he said, I am watching everything Trump does. He says, I am reveling in everything he does because he says, I'm 19 and this is never going to happen again in my life. He said, we're never going to have another president like this. This out of the mouth of a kid. And I'm thinking he's absolutely right. George W. Bush was president for eight years. For part of that time, correct me if I'm wrong, he had a Republican House and Senate, I believe. He didn't do a damn thing about immigration. He didn't do anything to help race relations. He said Islam is a peaceful religion. The more I think about it, the three worst presidents in my lifetime, the three worst, are Jimmy Carter, Barack Obama, and George W. Bush. Mm -hmm. The two greatest presidents of my lifetime are Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump. But how many, how many people today are being told and believe that Barack Obama can heal the sick and walk on water? You know, someone the other day said uh, he was the most admired man on the planet. How is that possible? Now, that's uh, a, an idea promoted by the news media. But here again, who is leading the country? What, what road are we traveling? Where does it go? Are we wanting to destroy the country in order to defeat Donald Trump? Give it some thought, folks. Donald Trump is just about like uh, George S. Custer at the Little Bighorn. He is surrounded, outnumbered, and he is fighting on. He has not quit. He is still in the fight. He hasn't given up. Anybody else that I know of would have given up a long time ago and let the left had it. But uh, he, he loves this country, and he wants to defend this country. And like Lynn's uh, grandson that's 19 years old, uh, I, I admire that young man. I don't even know him. But at least he has got, at 19 years old, he's got sense enough to realize that this is the country I'm going to live in for the next 60 or 70 years. His life expectancy is 80. He's 19. He's got a long way to go to live in this country. Would he rather live in a free society, a Judeo-Christian society, or a communist nation? That 19-year-old kid... Now, well, he's not a kid. That 19-year-old young man has got more brains than a lot of these 20- or 30-year-old millennials. Well, and don't don't discount people like our common buddy, Big Time A.J. Yes. Big Time A.J.'s not a kid. No. He, he's an older guy. He's a black guy. 
and he's he's a forever Trumper. Uh, he has more common sense than, yeah. well, not than Khan, certainly, but, <laughs> but he has more common sense than most people I know. And he's not afraid to get out there. And we need more people like that. Uh, we have an opportunity to keep this country going. The great American experiment is in a great deal of trouble right now, a great deal. If we elect Joe Biden... He's oh so politically correct, and he's in a situation where he won't make any of his own decisions. Somebody else will make those decisions for him. It'll probably be very left-wing. His vice president is going to be very, very important, Whoever, whom, whomever he chooses. And a lot of people are going to vote on that basis, and therefore I'm for Stacey Abrams. But he could choose Kamala Harris. But Lynn, she's governor of Georgia. Yes, and... And and James Taylor, in his mind, was going to Carolina, <laughs> and she's governor in her mind. But the America, if I can leave this thought with everybody today, that we have come to a, a, a crossroads. America is on the precipice right now. Political correctness has become the most powerful force the world has ever known. The Democrat Party will not resist it. Republicans like Mitt Romney will not resist it. We have a few Ted Cruz's and Mike Lee's out there and Tom Cotton's, and they occasionally write opinion pieces for newspapers whose opinion pages may not have dissent. But we're on the precipice, and we've got to fight for this country right now. And right now, the main thing is to make sure no Democrat gets anywhere near the White House for the next four years. Con, last we wind it down, last thoughts? Yes, I would just uh, like to remind people that uh, Tom Cotton, Ted Cruz, uh, Mike Lee, uh, Dan Crenshaw, uh, John Ratcliffe, what do all those people have in common? They all live on the south side of the Mason-Dixon line. So, you know, uh, and I don't propose to reestablish the Mason-Dixon line, but I'm just saying, uh, what is it about the people up north that are so absolutely insane. You know, what, what's happening to the Of course, a lot of that is because of who uh, Barack Obama has picked up in Somalia and put in Minnesota and places like that. So we need to understand the damage that Barack Obama and his friends and the Democrat Party has done to this country. And you cannot, you can't go in there and, and cleanse Minnesota. So how do you reverse what Barack Obama did? Uh, but you cannot let the Democrat Party add to what Barack Obama did, because if they do that, we will. there will not, not be another America. It'll be over. And it'll be interesting to watch companies. I was reading an article about a manufacturing company that was severely damaged in Minneapolis. They're not rebuilding. They're relocating. Yeah. Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, she was on a conference call, I guess, yesterday with a bunch of corporate executives, including Walmart, begging them, please, don't don't abandon our your stores in, in our town. And so they get the fire they're playing with, but it's like, what will what will they do with it? And just kind of my my closing thought, too, is... Despite all of this chaos going on, all the mayhem, Trump is still firing on so many different cylinders of things. The end of May 
Anybody remember the press conference he had where he announced that the prescription plan for the cost of insulin for American seniors was now going to be capped at $35 per month. One in three American seniors have diabetes. I got some questions about why that's the case, but that's a whole nother thing. That's about three million people who were paying $100 or more a month for their insulin. It's now, I mean, why would insulin be so expensive? It's a very common drug. It's used massively. You would think it would be one of the cheapest drugs that would be in our arsenal of medications. But he is reducing the cost by 66% to a cap of $35 a month for people doing it. Those are the kinds of things he's still out there doing. if we had a list, and at the top of one column it says accomplishments of Joe Biden, and the other side said accomplishments of Donald Trump, it might clear this election up a little bit. Yeah. Yes, yeah. indeed. And I want to say it has been fun, again, to be in fabled Studio L.A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I am so glad to have had you all here. This is great, and I think it's something we're going to be looking to do on a regular basis. We'll have C.J. with us when he can when he can join in. And we'll probably, I think we're... We're talking earlier, we're looking for some other friends to kind of bring to the table as well so that we can can get more voices and, and have even, you know, larger conversations about what's going on. Well, I would like to see us rotate a few other people through uh, in order to bring more, uh, like the ideas and understandings and knowledge of some younger people. Uh, most of us here are, well, y'all are not, but I'm older than dirt. Now, uh, Lynn's just a young feller, and uh, Lou Ann certainly is also. But uh, we need some young voices, young, mental, whatever you want to call it. Uh, And the other thing is I'd like to see some young people possibly influenced by some older conservative talk. And I want to I want to hear what they have to say too because a lot yeah. of times they have they they do have a different point of view and just because it's different doesn't mean it's bad and that's something that learning should be something a lifelong endeavor and so that's something that we can also learn from. Well, and Lynn's nineteen year old grandson is going to be the future leader. Uh, that that age group mm-hmm. they're going to be the future leaders. I'm not going to be. Lynn's not going to be. You know, we're going to be gone, but. Uh, we need to really try to mentally condition younger people to what's going on and what their future will be. And if you got somebody that you think might want to join in on the conversation, get a hold of us. Uh, got the Facebook page at Political Peace Suits, also on Twitter, and then also you can email me politicalpursuitspod at gmail.com. And with that, gentlemen, thank you so much. It's been fun. Till the next time. And to our audience, we always appreciate your being here. Stay safe, stay smart, and we'll talk to you soon. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. 
They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN.